0: On this week's Bet the Process podcast, Rufus and I have a long talk about Nate Silver and the uh, value of being a better in terms of giving betting advice. And then we actually talk a little bit about football and give you a sneak peek of what Rufus would be betting on at the Masters. And with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. That's it. Bet, bet, bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not the typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for pics, you're in the wrong place. Find a town with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey body rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system to break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. Welcome to the Rufus has a man bun, but it's not even really long enough to be. Man bun, it just kind of oh, it's plenty long, Jeff. I haven't had a haircut since last December. I mean, but it's not. I I don't even know what you look like. I'm trying to think of like you look like one of those like uh, big men on a Division One uh, mid major. Oh. That <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you kind of look like that. Like <laughs> you were, you know, not foreign, but kind of look like you might be foreign you but like rebound pretty well you take a bunch of charges you will try to take the occasional three with no jumping as you take the am i like a kelly olenek no because he's athletic i okay, mean you, but... you're like the, the the big guy that's that's kind of oafy that takes the three with like his legs spread wide open <laughs> and shot like, <laughs> straight up like that that's pretty much what you're like anyhow you were watching me shoot no, I mean, I just, I just finished watching the, the vice presidential debate. Who won it? I, I didn't. I watched for a few minutes and then I turned it off. I mean, I think we're partisan on this podcast to some degree, but unfortunately, I actually think Pence won. He's kind of really good at never answering a question and just shifting it to what he wants to say. And he like just kind of kept talking and kind of dominated the conversation. I mean. The debates have certainly given me a new perspective on interrupting you and how disruptive that interruption can be. So for all those out there who think I interrupt Rufus too much, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my mea culpa, as they say in in the ancient Latin world. The thing is, though, Jeff, I interrupt you just as much as you interrupt me, I think, but... I think, but maybe I'm just not interrupting content that people find is valuable. (laughs) That was a nice, nice, subtle, not so subtle dig. That was actually one of the funnier things you said, besides the fact that you don't try to find your family on Tinder. That was (laughs) maybe one of the most unintentionally hilarious moments on the podcast that we've ever had. That was was pretty good. Um, Where do we want to start? We have a bunch of subjects that we'd like to talk about. Um, I guess we were texting about this whole cash out King thing that happened on Twitter and, um, I'll give you this, the stage to kind of talk about it. There's a lot of obvious issues here as we unpack it, but go ahead. So I, I I just, well, first off, I, this, there was, there's this guy named cash out King, or I guess there was a guy named cash out King on Twitter who, um, he and I kind of got into it at one point. I don't even remember what it was over. I, I, I think he had said something crazy. And so I, I tweeted about it and, and then he like DM would me and came at me. Um, but this guy, uh, apparently was offering, uh, well, he was profiled by our, our good friend, um, Darren Rovell who blocked me on Twitter. So that's not what friends do, but, um, but Darren highlighted him for uh making i guess these big wagers that were very successful at or i don't know uh he was a big better at FanDuel. okay basically Rookless, it was this like is a why parlay- I have to interrupt you when I try to let you tell a story and set a stage so hey, this, this guy's true like i'm not I'm those, not setting a good stage here he but. seems like one of those classic parlay pats guy that that like has these great you know wins has gotten profiled. It sounds like his name is Justin Catellis or something like that. Like I looked him up. Like he's been profiled um on, you know, uh some rate local radio station about some win he out on oh, morikawa
1: anyways oh, was he
0: was he the guy that like apparently you know won like a million dollars on a Murakawa outright. I think yeah, I think one, he was one. that guy. I mean if if you I, believe I think... like I don't get sued for liable but if you believe what um, this this person on Twitter said, this is the guy that's the cash out king. Um, hey, but Jeff Darren Rovell like apparently like confirmed with FanDuel that these wagers were legitimate, and so that's why like well, it was a responsible thing to profile him, I guess. Or I mean, we we both with that, but. but so but that's the I mean fundamentally that's a question, right? Is celebrating. You know, these big... So let's talk about it. We always try to bring things back to like financial markets. Wait, should we finish the story first about what actually happened? Maybe that's... We we like literally never actually finish a story or a thought. We meander around many different subjects. And that's why we have a consistent... um, Consistent listenership of self. Yeah. We sometimes we gain ones, but then we just lose the same ones or different ones a long time. No, I mean, what happened is he... He was. I guess he was. um, He was booking bets. Booking bets. He was booking bets. Like he was offering. He was booking bets at like awful prices, odd prices. Yeah. Like apparently the Bucks Heat series. I think the Bucks were minus six hundred, and he offered people the Bucks at even money, and that actually ended up being good for him. But so I don't understand. Why like you do the that, buyer beware? Why would you trust anyone that was offering you a price that was that off market? I would not. Ne- I like. I would. If someone said, "Hey, send me money. I'll give you this bet at like a price that's you know six dollars better than the market." I'm not sending that guy money.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I in, guess a way, scam, in a way,
0: to, to me, it's more egregious than, a, than Vegas Dave in terms of a scam. In terms of like, in terms of like my my feel my spidey. I mean, senses it's a thousand up. times worse than Vegas Dave. Well, but right, because literally he's just, I mean, he's he is, he's, he's, it's like, I mean, I don't really understand it and I don't understand how he positioned it. And maybe this is just a dumb conversation that we're, that we're even talking about this because like we, we weren't involved in it. We've yeah. just saw what was on Twitter. It's, it's kind of fascinating because it's, it's going pretty viral on Twitter right now. And it seems like this guy scammed a bunch of people out of money. Maybe we should talk about the thing that bothers us the most, which is probably that Ravel has profiled this guy and Ravel continues to generally promote um, irresponsible gambling. Right. And that's, that's a problem. Right. And that that's like at the core of, I mean, this kind of moves very much philosophically into the Nate Silver topic. Right. Which is the, difference between a gambler and a non-gambler right because ultimately i I think one of the things that's always like one of the reasons that i've always liked our bearded friend is because i know he's a real gambler right even when i found out he was had been a tout and have sold picks like you know you sit with that guy and watch a game and you're like this guy's got real money on a game the sweat is real right i mean but vegas dave is a real gambler too I don't know yeah, if that but, I, yeah, I, I don't know if that should be the well differentiate I'm not saying that's that's it's it's necessary not but not only sufficient factor, right, right? Necessary oh, No 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 sufficient. I'm I'm not saying it's sufficient by any means I'm just saying that you know there are other media personalities right now for sure that are out there that are touting betting and I know that they're not real bettors and so it's hard for me to take their betting advice seriously right like that's at the core one of the challenges that i have with many of the media personalities that are out there right now that are talking about betting does this include my second cousin who I, we can't say who it is i don't even remember who your second cousin is no. but it certainly includes like a lot of people that we've taken to task on this podcast or back in the day when we used to do tout or sharp right that was one of the the, the main issues is this idea that like you know, if you've tried to ever make a living off sports betting, there is a certain level of, you know, of, and again, like, maybe it's just like my personal issue. Right. And maybe it's like people would say, Jeff, get over it. But it is something for me that when I meet someone and talk to them about betting, I can tell right away if they're a real better or not. And that level of that's like the first level of credibility that i need you know when you suggest people to be on this podcast sometimes sometimes the reasons i push back is i really like to have people on that truly are betters now in the off season wait wait hold on disclaimer if if you have not been invited onto this podcast it's because jeff said no probably so don't be mad at you like every one of our seven listeners yeah, we, you exactly. haven't suggested all six of them nah. what well, cause press and listen. But so that's, that's you make a very them. good point. The people I'm suggesting probably are not listeners. Yeah, they're not listeners. So can and I, 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 I want to ask though, Jeff, what is it? Like, I'm kind of curious how you can kind of tell just in conversation with someone, whether they're better or not. Like, cause you, 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 you make it sound like it's, is it, is it a worldview? Is it just a way of looking at things? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of little tells, right? It's like, you know, do they, do they like, Worry like often if someone talks a lot about like prop bets or something i don 't really think they're like a big better because they're betting prop bets. If they talk about the their account on bovada or if they talk you know what i mean like just there 's all these like little things that are tells that they're not real betters um just the nuance of how they how they understand betting and like you know actually like real real betters always have some story of trying to get down on a game- game like having trouble getting down or getting, getting kicked out of a, like all these things that like, I'm not saying there's one thing and I'm not saying it, but it, it, there is this, do you not, it's like, you don't agree with me on this. And and I think one of the reasons, no, Jeff, I do agree. I'm just kind of asking, I I just wanted you to articulate it. No, but like we always talk about how you and I are, are very different types of betters, right? Like you are, and, and you, you kind of deny this and, and then you, you proved it to prove I was wrong. That one time you're in Europe and you bet on a soccer game just for the sweat. And I feel like now well, every I was once at the, while, the game. Like I, I was I, like, <laughs> I wasn't going to watch the game without betting on it. And every once in a while you'll text me something. Cause you're like, Oh, I want to, do you have anything on this game? Cause I, I need a sweat. So maybe you are like over time becoming more, but you, you're very disciplined and I I fundamentally believe that's one of the reasons that makes you a good better. Now, could you become more uh, in tune with qualitative factors that could influence your quantitative factors that could improve your bookmaking? I think you and I have both said that, like, yes, yeah, oh, sure. probably that could help. But I think that you worry about the slippery slope of starting to do that without fully, you know, having the time to try to like test out those qualitative. I I feel like you're just, you're not willing to take that risk for the additional gain. And again, like I generally applaud you for that because I think that's a very disciplined approach that not many people have. I wouldn't say it's not, I mean, I think it's more about the the amount of time and energy that are involved in like doing all the qualitative stuff well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately- You can't automate that. But, and, and you can't, and I think that you get very, in a good way, you just, you just get very skeptical of any narrative that may be a valuable narrative, but you're able to like poke holes in it. And I think, I, I don't think that's bad. I mean, I think that's the nature of a lot of smart people is that they can see all sides and they can sort of play devil's advocate. Well, oh, and Jeff. And Jeff, I I feel like for me, like I want to integrate if there's qualitative information. I want to sort of think about where it would fit in my process, like what mechanism it would act on to have an impact, right? Like if somebody said, like, you know, um, Asian golfers have trouble hitting the ball out of the rough. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Is if that said American that. Asian or Asian Asian? Asian Asian it's such a funny thing that we could we qualify that i mean look um, that's something so i hey, actually found a, that's something i found in data like i found like courses with high rep like you know asian golfers from asian countries countries in asia um have tr- like trouble i i don't think that that's nec- i think that i think that's more of like a few guys um i don't think that's something that's necessarily going to continue you know what i mean but like like what's the mechanism? like if i I mean, and that's actually something I found quantitatively, but like, I would think, well, what's the mechanism that's going to actually have an impact? Like why, right? Maybe it's a certain swing type. Maybe they're, you know, more like more of a mechanic, like not, not, I'm not going, I need to, I need to stop talking. See, that's what happens when I don't interrupt you. You bring yourself into an abyss of minutia that you just keep babbling about. Like you have that Joe Biden in you where, Sometimes you should just stop talking. Eventually I will put my foot in my mouth. No, I mean, I, anyways, all right, enough politics. Um, so we were talking about this concept again of like media and betting. Oh, so the, the Nate Silver thing, right? Yeah. Um, earlier this week, Paul Graham, I don't know if you even know who Paul Graham is, but he is the sort of guy that created Y Combinator, which is a big, accelerator in the valley that has you know born many 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 successful companies and and paul graham is sort of an og um valley you know guy right and so he actually um tweeted out about the what you know asking sort of aloud why there's such a big difference between um nate's um you know nate silver's probabilities. So why do betfair's odds imply that Trump has a 37% chance of winning while 538 says he has an 18% chance? Why the divergence, right? And I said, because all models inherently have limitations often based on the data they are built on, betting markets generally do a better job of incorporating this missing data. The same is often true when betting sports using models, right? Right. So this is something that we've talked about a lot on the market. At least let's, let's start with sports betting, right? Which is what we know certainly much better than political, um, betting. And we fundamentally believe that the reason that the market is something that we should pay attention to in your case, regress to is because, um, we know that there are things that are not captured in our models that a group of, you know, experts and non-experts with a wide variety of opinions and incentive to be right are able to capture that we're not able to capture. Correct. Right? Correct. And... I mean, um, people, people with better models might be able to capture it, but mortals uh, like myself, I mean, no. And but so but we, every, we... Right, but every model has limitations. We've Like the qualitative about information you've talked about. But yeah. So we've talked about this a lot. Right. right. And then Nate wrote back, it's because political market betting markets are populated by people with a sophomoric knowledge of politics. There are way too many excuses for them when they have a poor track record. Wait, can I can I say that betting markets are populated by a bunch like a bunch of degenerate gamblers? Like I just want to point that out. But still, sports betting, betting market, markets or sports betting or, markets. Sorry, sports betting markets are populated by a bunch of degenerate gamblers. But sports betting markets, liquid ones at least, and and bet, but sports not betting not markets the ones in that, general the, still the, the, do the, a better job the, of predicting things than yeah. Sorry, than the experts. degenerates, right, Rufus, are not the ones that necessarily are driving. That's crisis of markets, right? The, the people that drive the prices are typically people with better models or better information, all of that, right? Correct. So Nate responded to me, which was nice of him. He didn't respond to me. Like he we, had, we, we to. had dinner with him and he didn't I know, know, but I like knowing Nate like I, know. a, a, I mean not to do my customary name drop, which um but yeah no I've na known Nate for a long time. And Nate and I may have given each other COVID going from um well from me we were leaving boston and we were going to to miami basically together <laughs> we sat next to each other on the flight I, which was what, hilarious can i tell you my nate, nate meeting story it was on the way to the dinner that you organized jeff and nate was stuck in the middle seat um nate was riding bitch between me and i don't even know who's the other person in the back seat but how did I, you I, happen to share a, a car we, with we shared a cab from sloan I think you might have been in the front seat, Jeff. I don't think so. Maybe not. Like I, we were taking a few different cabs. This was years ago. Oh, okay. Years this, ago. This, is, yeah, this yeah. is not last year. This is years ago. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't even see that our friend Ted Knudsen responded to this. Um, that's interesting. So Ted said there so what are does much more now? He's in England. Yeah. But it's interesting that he, he made this point. He said, "A, there are much more efficient liquid markets to get down on if you want to make political bets with real skin in the game. The models are likely to price in fixing, while the markets almost certainly is. Uh, sorry, the models are unlikely to price in fixing, while the market almost certainly is, especially when it's more common in politics than sports, right? So Nate's point yeah. was that the markets in this case are, are both illiquid, and his other pay, uh, his other point." was that um, there aren't a lot of experts in political markets because you can't really make money off of them well you can i mean i just want to say that i am undefeated i've never lost a political bet and i actually have made a fair few political bets and do you do you know who i credit to never losing a political bet jeff donald trump no nate silver i literally have made money every election off of his stuff so well so but 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 wait I, i i think we're we're getting to this point right well i i I think the bigger thing that i care about in this argument is not the difference in political markets or whatnot certainly there is a difference in you know like the gatorade like bovada color market in the super bowl (laughs) that's not a real market or like the first coach fired market like on bovada that's not a real market Right. right So whenever like a a shitty writer tweets out something about that and he's like, oh, Vegas thinks like that, that would be an example of what Nate is stating, which is like this isn't a real market. What Nate is stating in this case, let's not I mean, we can debate it, which I don't think is the important thing. I think the bigger thing is that um, Nate does not actually have skin in the game as it pertains to these models um let's i'll, I'll debate that. that like nate has skin in the game because he's putting his public information out there and he's judged based on that like this is his livelihood it's, right it's it's, it's, it's a it different is and kind it isn't skin, like he's the only he's the only show he's the only he's like the only show in town because he's a whole media do you think he has skin in the game when 538 publishes a you know uh 75 percent chance that the heat should win the series against the lakers like they no, did but that's not what he's known for right i mean look it's, look, it's nate it's, 538 happened this, five had it, stop, why did, stop, why did rufus, 538 happen rufus, rufus why did the rufus new york stop. times not new york times sorry why did yeah rufus, ESPN stop okay this is we i don't we all like we both like nate we think nate's good nate has been great for analytics broadly and he's, he's made me money yes he made you money in world cup like his models are good like generally good. His models in the NBA are shit. They've historically been shit. Like they're the ones that like don't make any sense and they they never seem to make any sense. Okay. So let's just stop there. That's the point is not a debate about Nate. The point is, and we go back to the main reason we got to this, which is this idea of people who bet for a living and really bet versus people who don't because If Nate actually, or anyone on 538 actually bet for a living, they would not publish that ridiculous NBA shit without huge qualifiers, right? Without huge caveats to be like, hey, we know there's some limitations. Jeff, wait, I post, or we post nasty Peabody ratings that don't have the Jets last in the NFL every week. So, I mean, watch what you say. Uh, Okay, I mean... But you are, I mean, you are getting a lot of crap for it on Twitter. Like every week people talk about worrying about your net worth and worrying about like whether you're actually never going to be able to get a haircut again because you're too poor to afford it. And whether you're going to look like people that? a mid-major center. Um, anyways. Well, so what, I mean, like, I know you're kind of making a joke, but you know, I think that you are, still willing to do that because you are still essentially backing that with you, with money yeah and i mean if but you here's got- the thing though here's the thing jeff i don't believe my number on the jets is actually correct but i believe what i'm banking on is that it's directionally correct and so if uh, and i don't know if this is the case or not i mean i i don't bet nba but i'm guessing based on what you've said that nate silver's the 538 nba model has not been directionally correct in the past is that like, is that a fair statement? What does directionally correct mean in this case? Like they they thought that the Heat were you know should have been what three to one favorites, and the Heat were three to one underdogs against the Bucks. No, the against Celtics. the Lakers. Or Lakers. Okay. The team they're playing okay. right now, presently, right in the bubble. Yeah, LeBron James. I've heard of him. Anthony Davis, Anthony the guy Davis. with the inner brow. Yeah, him. Um, so, Davies, Codwell, so the question Polk. is: so so if the market thinks it's so, you're saying. If the market says seventy five percent Lakers, and five thirty eight says twenty five percent Lakers, if the actual number is seventy one percent Lakers, then then five thirty eight has value in a way, right? That's <laughs> the point I'm making. It's okay. directionally correct, you, like. And I, I, I tweeted this to Nate. Uh, but, he didn't but, respond, but, but I but asked him wait, for, for the political markets. I asked him like, okay, if he was actually a market maker for the election market, what would he set the price, price at? I'm guessing it probably wouldn't be at his at his model's number, right? But he's, not gonna, be- he's, he's not going to engage with you on a conversation of that type. And, you know, someone else wrote to me, what did they write to me? Someone DM'd me on Twitter and they said, I'm gonna call this guy out because he said he's one of our seven and people enjoy it when for some reason people enjoy it when they get called out on this podcast. His name is at Dan Alessandro Two. He said, Hi, Jeff, one of your seven BTP listeners here. I think you should offer Nate a large bet on Biden, minus three eighty, and what he says. Yeah. Right. And but that's not again that's not the point right yeah. like Nate is not a better he's not a gambler he's right. a media person making and the the difference in wait wait jeff hold on i'm going to interrupt you for a sec cuz i have to bring it this we can bring it all the way back cash out king offered bets at plus 1 plus at even money um that should have been minus 600 because he was so confident in his number like a rational person wouldn't fall for that even if Nate thinks it should be you know, if Biden should be... No, but, like, who knows what Cash Out King w- was doing? Like, there, yeah. there, there has to have been some... I mean, like, if you go back He's to free this, like... it, basically, right? What's that? He's free-rolling. He's taking all these people's money if he wins, you know? Yeah, but I didn't, it doesn't too. even make sense. Like, wouldn't you say, like, hey, I have a huge opportunity to get down on the heat at, you know... Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I have a huge opportunity to get down on milwaukee uh minus 300 or something like that so but i need a lot of liquidity they'll only take a large bet so if you want this That's, big opportunity uh, isn't that a better no, scam I, than, than he was he was just booking action straight up but uh, anyway sorry but I, I, you, I thought i was bringing it full circle basically with the comment because if nate took a bet at wait what'd you say at 380 at yeah like why would he take minus 380 if he could get minus 200 right because he's not, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have an account to bet that. I mean, but he. You think could. Nate Silver has like a Chris or Penny account? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that. I know that Nate. I mean, Nate's first foray was into baseball, and he wasn't like, betting on baseball. He was doing projections of baseball. Yeah, I mean, Coda. I'm. I, I would. I, you I would, would venture bet. to guess that he. You're he about to say, a I better bet. too. Yeah, I'm not going to say he would bet. He'd, I I'm know not going to say that he would bet on. Hey on, Rufus, if I yeah. haven't mentioned, I know Nate. Yeah, and he's not a better. Like he's like you. For. You talk to these people, and there's a difference. Like you and I talk to plenty of analytics people but, that aren't betters. There's a difference. Like there's the people oh, that you you're you're saying betters like as someone that bets for a living. Physical money on stuff, but we there are people that are betters without being betters, like traders. Like, would you consider a trader on Wall Street a better? Of course, but ninety-five percent of traders are also betters. Yeah, okay. Like fair, those guys actually, point, fair actually fair like point. traders. There's a huge crop. Like a, a media guy producing analytics around events. He was not a media guy to start. He was a guy producing analytics to start, and then became a media guy he was basically a media guy because just like you and me he was with prospectus jeff he was a writer this is a media we're doing right now where this is my fiance says we're casting she's like how is casting so let's go back to this Rufus, because like well let's again like we are ending up spending way too much time on nate which is not the point of this conversation the point of this conversation comes down to this idea that those who don't you know, teach or whatever, right? Like right. There, there's, if you, or can't teach, whatever the expression is. And the, like, I mean, maybe at the core it's, you know, don't take betting advice from someone that you know isn't actually really betting real money. So, yeah. Because they don't understand the nuances of, you know, what, what it is that, that it takes to beat these really tough markets. So what you're saying is they don't get the feedback loops that are required to become sure. a winning better. Is sure. that, is that, is that the, the, imp- yeah. the process in this case, it's definitely the feedback loop because what I'm saying to you is if he were actively betting his NBA model, the feedback loop would be a, a bitch. Right. Right. And so but is, is he, he, he actually even, involved in the NBA model? Like I, don't I think know. he's this spending li- his time in the li- election. You he's are got not a listening to me. Right. Okay. Okay. We're not debating Nate's credibility this is not this is not like a personal attack on Nate. This is a broader question of you know whether you need to be a better to provide betting advice and I a hundred percent say yes okay I, I say I think it's more nuanced, honestly. I think that depending on your process and perspective and the way you you know process information that you can provide value without being better and the, being a better. And I think the fact that Nate has been directionally correct on these elections, I think that Nate's model, I think adds information that the market doesn't. I think, and I, and I responded to this in a tweet. Like I thought that the right answer is that is somewhere between the market number and Nate's number. Now, okay, so in your, in, in between, your mind, in your mind, if you believe that I bet Trump, on Biden. Yeah. What's that? I bet on Biden based no. off of that. No. Well, because yeah, because right because I believe so think, it's somewhere in between there. Right. Right. Okay. So you'll and take you are you gonna bet on Biden at this point? I said I already have a little bit. I mean I haven't had a ton of like I can't get down much on it, but I think I have like maybe four thousand dollars bet on Biden, five thousand. Not a lot. To price? win that much. To win that much. Um I think I laid like minus one fifty. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like, believe minus two hundred right now. I mean, you, I didn't watch the debate, so maybe I should maybe I should uh qualify I mean, that. I, I hope you guys are right. I hope you're right. I just I well, worry a lot about the Electoral College and their ability to really do these like targeted social campaigns to influence key segments in certain areas that really drive the Electoral College. I mean I guess what I'm saying is I I believe Nate is directionally correct because he has been directionally correct um, in the past and not just it's, on presidential it's just absurd elections that you can't actually stop talking about Nate because that's not what we're 538 not, but, what do you want me, like it's but it's not what we're someone it's, who's it's not, not a better that's the whole point you're saying someone who isn't a better so you're saying that like that can, in this case you fundamentally believe that there is valuable information directionally based on but like Okay, so where, where we'll agree to disagree and I do fundamentally, I actually agree to agree with you on this, that a, a model in, in the hands of interpreting a model in the hands of someone like you, who isn't experienced better, it can be valuable. It can be dangerous in the case of someone that doesn't actually understand betting that well to blindly look at a model and you know I mean? Like it's a very that's, nuanced thing, right? Okay. So I, is the only reason because bettors have the feedback loop they get from seeing their bets win or lose. And so they can improve. Well, and they've, they, they, they have also, a chance to improve things based on that. Is that, is that's so, what I'm asking. So, okay. So feedback loop is for sure important, but like um, some level of like survivor bias is important too, because if they're still around betting, they've probably done okay to some degree And also like, you know, they so it's like a prior. I guess. I mean, yeah, I I I also feel like um there's parts of there's complicated parts of sports betting that you only like the stuff that Spanky knows well, right? Around like market moves and what the market like the things he's always talking about, there is value to knowing. That part of it, as you think about like how to give out advice, right? For those so, of you playing at home, Spanky wasn't mentioned until about thirty-five yeah, minutes. And in. Ted, Ted, and um and Preston all have been. Who else? Do someone, someone, from? someone has bingo by now. If you're if you're playing bet the process, bingo. Yeah, one of the seven chance. of you guys has has bingo right now. Um. Okay. So, should, should we move on to sport to something else? Or? Yeah. Well, I don't remember if that let me go look at this. I said there was a few subjects we wanted to talk about. Um, do we want to talk about home field at all? Um, we can do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna take a, a quick break and grab a beer from the refrigerator if that's okay with you. Let me I'll do our sponsor read. Okay, let's do that. So this episode of Bet the Process is brought to you by You didn't pause it, did you? No, of course I didn't pause it. I let you, uh, uh, I don't even know who the sponsor was. I'm back then. I didn't even say any sponsor. I was just joking. I know. I wanted to hear, I, I know you're going to joke about it. It's just something. 100% dead air. So we're going to have to have um, that edited out unless we just leave it in and people have to listen to dead think air, which people would actually be kind yeah. of funny. And to prove that I got a beer. Beautiful I'm sound. drinking wine. What beer are you drinking? It's a um, Lawson's Finest Liquid Sip of Sunshine IPA any who yellow can okay um so so you would bet on biden right now based on mostly on um based entirely on 538 and my understanding of the market okay let's jump into nfl football general betting during covid um wait NFL, wait be- I just want to say that I do think I don't think that doesn't mean that I don't respect the market at all. And I think that there's stuff that's that Nate's forecast isn't accounting for, but I think it's directionally correct. Okay. NFL. Thanks for that caveat. Making sure to cover cover all your bases, bases, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Uh, COVID is really starting to rear its ugly head specifically in the NFL Um, is there, you know, first off the biggest difference in COVID is, you know, one of the biggest, there's, there's a couple things that are happening, right? One is no fans. One is in these, some of these COVID games, you're getting line moves based on the, the perception of, of little prep or lack of prep opportunities. Um, so far in those cases, right, we had Minnesota last week, which the line shot up and then came back down. And Minnesota, won outright as a what closed I think as a three and a half point dog. Um, the Patriots had very little prep going into that Kansas City game. Um, they also had some, you know, uh, confounding variables of no real quarterback. Um, but yet they seemed. I mean, you and I and the bearded one had an argument about this. But my in my mind they they outplayed. Um, Expectations, even though the actual point spread did not indicate that. Um, you know, I think that, you know, two drives inside the 10 yard line that yielded zero points and then a, a ridiculous pick six, um, where the margin ended up what like 16. Yeah. Um, that 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 to me says that they outperformed and, and they had what were very adverse conditions, right? You know, they flew in to Kansas City the same day of that game. Had really very little opportunity to prep going into that, and had to get a quarterback, a new quarterback, ready um, in 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 you know very short time frame. Um, do you do you make anything like how how are you thinking about especially going into this week where there's some COVID uncertainty again? Um, is there anything that you're gonna do in your handicapping, like you're you're having like strange situations where? Teams are getting, like, more time off. So, like, the Steelers are getting more time off here. Are you going to, like, model this as a buy? Is Tennessee, like, Tennessee who's getting this time off but not getting any real time to prep? And, like, they may end up with three weeks off. What? Not not to legally prep. Did you – I mean, I'm sure you saw the news, right, about how they were having unlicensed workouts at a high school field. Like, they were caught – is that why they, they're saying that they might have to forfeit the next game? Maybe, because they were totally breaking protocol. But and, – and it was a beat writer that that's broke that story. That's like a, that Vrabel, doesn't fall, that, that's like a Vrabel doesn't fall far from the tree, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was Vrabel there, but – Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. There's a. T- I mean, it's I – looked, I looked at the board this morning. I, like, pulled up Chris, and I saw, like, that, like, almost half the games were off the board. It's it's an interesting week to say the least. And the information you're right. Like I think Pittsburgh, I mean, we know buys are, you know, buys have an impact and provide a boost to a team. But this early in the season, you know, when you saw Rothlisberger complain about it, saying, you know, because the Steelers are losing their buy later on. Um, which they would have had, but, but you're right. If if you're not, you know, normally you're planning for a buy and you can have that time to actually prepare for the next opponent and whatever. And there's all this uncertainty. So I'm sure it's probably not the same effect. And, um, and there's a lot we don't know obviously um, and what's going on behind the scenes here. So I'm going to basically on, on, on these COVID related games, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to proceed with caution. Okay, I like. Costume. Are you doing that? I mean, I, I'm. I I don't. I mean, I. I. So, last week we had a play on Minnesota in that game, and um, anybody I did not play it, it? I didn't but bet I, it either. Let me. Let me. So I. I. You know. I think we typically make our bets on Wednesday. So, um, I think when I went to play it on Wednesday, it was off, and then we talked on. We talked on on um, on Wednesday night, and I was kind of like, "Huh, okay, this is interesting," because I didn't really know a lot about the, the lack of prep thing. And then Thursday came around, and the line reopened, and it had shot up to like five, right? And I obviously like actually, did you? I don't know if you saw Preston's thing today that he did on Daily Wager, but it was basically talking about the value of a half a point in six and a half to seven versus seven and a half to nine and a half and he was basically just saying like the difference in seven six and a half to seven is a big difference versus like seven and a half to nine and a half which is not right well right because not a lot of games he did a really good job he did a really good job articulating this that's awesome and so um could i ask did he mention the the new you know no P.A.T. stuff. No, I mean in the last few years. Okay, he did not. He. I mean that's like. Way to, you, what's you did interesting TV. is wait, wait. Did, what, you, what we talked about. TV as well as I did poorly. You can Yeah, you can't. You can't add it. You, you can't, can't add complexity in there. But but I do think, especially now that so you that's, see that's inherently routines. your problem, Rufus. That's inherently your problem in On life. TV. No, no, your problem in life. In life, you did right. not go. You did not go to. God, he must have simplified it to nail it that well. You went to. Did he cover all of the right bases? No, like knowing how impossible that really is. Like you went for overcomplication versus simplification. No, you're right. That's how my brain works. It's <laughs> it, it's, it's my downfall. But but and, and I'm but I'm going to finish it and tell bun. you. So and I'm going to tell you that that all these teams going for two after scoring a touchdown down 14 late in the game is going to mean more. More games landing on the eight and the six. Oh wait! For those of you that are playing at home, and then Zilbo and you, oh, right? Boom. So Zilbo, bingo. so now you, I got bingo, I got bingo. I got bingo. Also, I called it a first. Um, yeah, Zilbo doesn't. Ar- hey, does the does the calculus um, does it change depending on time in the game?
1: Right? Yeah, probably. because ultimate.
0: What's that? It has to. Yeah. So that's that's obviously the big thing, right? Because if you think that you're basically going to score that last touchdown with very little time left, meaning like it's going to lead to overtime, right? Then I guess if, if Jeff, Jeff think about it like going for two when you're, if you're down, you're down eight points, you score a touchdown. Do you go for two or not? Right. Like a lot of teams don't go for two early in the third quarter in that situation. Right. Because they know there's gonna be a lot of games play, a lot of there's a lot of game time left and yeah, they're interested in good, maximizing their expected see, there points. There you go. Yeah, that I, I, was good, I'm, Rufus. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning that was from a, you. So you learned me something. The difference there. the difference is between expecting maximizing expected points and maximizing win probability because we know that the difference, you know, it doesn't matter if you lose by one or two, right? right? So what, what, what time, what's the time threshold? Do you think, I guess it's just when, if you think you're really going to get a chance, like if there's enough game left that there's like a a bunch more possessions kind of thing. Yeah. To me, I think it's, if the other team, I mean, basically if the other team were to score again, you're going to be out of it anyway, then that's the time to go for two. Anywho. So what was, what, how did we get on two point math? You totally broke my broke where I was going with this. Yeah, I did. Uh, Preston and oh yeah, so his so, great um, explanations. Minnesota, Houston. So anyway, so I so I didn't bet on it on Thursday when it was up at, and this is going to sound like the most flawed logic ever. I didn't bet on it when it was at five, and then it kind of settled back to three and a half, and I was kind of like, well, the market doesn't fundamentally believe there's that big a deal. It seems like in this lack of prep, there's still value. From from where we believe the numbers are, and I and I end up betting it. So, um, congratulations, yeah. you won the bet. Thank you. I didn't win a ton last week. I mean, no I, me I guess I did. Outside um, of golf, at least we had. I had. Yeah, I guess last week I had Cleveland, which was was good, and I had San Francisco, which was bad. I I, I took Dallas. I got some minus three. Like, yeah, I think when it day, went down to minus so, three, a lot, a lot of people thought it was way too cheap. I mean, it, yeah. I almost, it, I almost played it back at minus three when it down there. When it I'm went glad, that, you there. know, on, on those game day bets, I'm not taking a big position. I'm kind of like, right. you know what, I'll, I'll have a little more action on Sunday. Our bearded um, to friend took it at minus three also, I believe. Yeah. So at I mean, least you were in I, good company with that loss. There are times when I do think markets overmove. There's momentum movement, and that would be something, I mean, that's something. Yeah, that's that's for sure something that that we, I know Preston plays when he doesn't fundamentally agree with the move and he thinks it over moves. Like he 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 he'll play that. I mean, there's some influencers. There's people that influence the market. Um, people that are winning betters that can influence the market with like Instagram accounts, influencers.
1: I don't know. I was TikTok? TikTok.
0: TikTok. 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 Do you no, have a TikTok account, Rufus? No. Do you? I like how adamantly you said no. I do yep. have one, and then I was listening to this podcast about like data privacy in China. And I was like, it's probably kind of dumb to have a TikTok account right now. Because I mean here I mean, even if you're I'm not a very paranoid person as it pertains to data protection. Um, but that one seems like a little worrisome. And you're also like what, forty five years old? I wish I were forty-five. I'm forty-seven. 47. I'm forty-seven. Dog, and I say still think, say things like "dog" to try to keep myself young. You should just say Rufus instead of dog. Oh, that would have been funny. Rufus, <laughs> funnier. Wait, so I was actually talking about something before you interrupted me. Unlikely. I was making a really good point too, probably, but about markets overmoving. Yes. Yeah. So no, I mean there were times. I remember a time back in 2011 where we hit like 75 percent of our golf matchups over like a two-month span. We'd bet stuff at minus 110, and the market would move to minus 160. And I'm like, "Hey, I only priced this at minus 125," but it was just because people saw that these moves had been uber predictive, and you know they they kept betting it. And so um, I think those things can happen if some like somebody with a reputation for like being sharp, bet something. Or, I mean, if you had a tap, like, I mean, I think RAS like can over move lines when they or in the past when they, that stuff. Yeah, that's right angle sports for those of you guys listening at home, just to, um, I'm I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting tweets um, from our friend, Brian Mead. He'll like that. We're mentioning him because we did happen to mention something that he Probably doesn't want us to talk about early on in the podcast, um, but we'll move on from there. Brian, we give you a shout out. Sorry for mentioning things that yeah. we didn't want you to mention. It's like on. a super bingo bet. The process. Can we call it is the Mead, super bingo bet? The Mead process like a episode. Secret square that's not on very many people's cards. Yeah, it is. Okay, so um, so you so bet on Minnesota and I didn't, and now I feel bad about passing on the game game day and betting Did you you had itself. money you had a you had value from a from a model standpoint yeah i did but we didn't we didn't bet it i mean yeah. just for that reason okay um let's move on to some picks because yeah. that's why that's why the people are here and we've already gone on almost 50 minutes with a big minute with a big break in the middle um, last week last week our podcast was like way longer i feel like yeah but we had some well we, yeah. we had a guest we had a good guest I thought Andy was a very, very good guest. What did you think? Um, I thought, it, I mean, I, I don't, like, <laughs> all our guests are great. Like, they're not, there's not, a am not going to like, <laughs> it's know, just like, like your, <laughs> it's like your favorite child. Like, all our guests are great. Like, I'm not, I like James and Charlie equally. Um, so. Ooh, but if you had to pick, if you were in a burning building. There's and like a thousand, only, there's yeah. like no chance that I'm answering that question. With and one day, one day soon. Because one day understand. you're. Because they will be, they will listen to the podcast archives, and they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh crap, they have zero desire." He loves me going. more. Okay, what did you think last week? Hey, did Georgia do really well in your game grades last week? Georgia football, college football team. Yeah, I did, I've, I haven't actually run any college football game grades. Oh That's, my god! I little, I never even thought about it. Like that, I should have done that. I haven't been in that routine. Yeah. I did. I would oh, guess they did really well. They they crushed the number whatever team. Oh uh, wait, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a bet on that game? Yeah, just a like a pizza money bet. Like I just I I you know I like Georgia, so I wanted to have something on Georgia. So I ended up betting some money on the money line in that game, which obviously was never in doubt because the line had moved from like six and a half to seven and a half, and for like a pizza money bet, I don't really want to be betting. Seven and a half, because that's no—that's not like that fun unless they blow the doors off them, like they did. So, our our bearded friend had quite a day, huh? I, you know, I just I have so many things in from so many different sources that I didn't didn't realize that his day was as good as it was. I just saw like stuff on Twitter. I was like, he had posted something on Instagram. I, he posts bets on Instagram, apparently. And oh, um, he might have he might have done. He, his... he round robined for underdog i mean money he'll, lines he has those won. days where he just round robin shit and like oh yeah the underdog round robin that's mm-hmm. that's like one of my, one of his specialties. is that a staple is that a preston staple it's just like one of his specialties he does a lot of these things that like you would normally be like that's a stupid bet and they seem to work out more often than not i mean round robins aren't stupid inherently at all but the problem is if you're price shopping what are the odds that like the best price is going to be at the same book for all four bets? I don't know. What are the and odds? they'll allow you to bet it for the enough money. Hey, Rufy, if this Oklahoma game gets to three, can we play Texas? Um. Yes, we can. It's a, it's we a can. minus. We it's can. A, I know it's at minus two and a half right now. I'm with you on that, actually. It's and, and trending, it's trending upwards. Cade would absolutely, absolutely hate that. Because he, he, oh, he likes to bet against Texas. No, he He's loves Texas, do. but he would tell me why that would be, you know, why I would lose somehow because of his expert knowledge. This is like the name drop episode about the process. I guess they all are um, if you listen to anyone else. Um, um, by Auburn- the way, Jeff, I, wait, I did look at game grades. I did run the NFL game grades, including Monday Night Football, after you um, mentioned the Kansas City-New England game. Kansas City thoroughly outplayed New England on the game grades. So just FYI um, to the tune of, well, 11 points better. That's controlling for home field. So add in home field. I guess they still cover bare, like they, or they, it's right around where the point spread was. So, right, right. Yeah. Anywho, um, you were on Auburn earlier. You know, that line's down to 13 and a half now. I was on Auburn. This week, I or so. I was on them against uh, a, a few weeks ago when they were. No, playing I think you're on Kentucky. them this week. You're on them this week. How do you know this? Because we were talking with the bearded friend earlier this week. Don't you remember we had a WhatsApp group going? Uh we took. We have all our oh. highlighted, but we don't. Uh, my partner didn't fill in any any of our actual bets. They're highlighted, <laughs> so I don't know if we actually bet them or not. I think Thank we probably did i think i think when you got says, your returns is it what was that what we decided this term is called return turn in turn turn in turns. damn it' it's not it's 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 a it's a and this, and this it, is how we know you're not a better jeff i i'm not a i'm not <laughs> someone i'm not someone that has runners in Vegas for sure um can you can you tell me a little bit about uh, any other college games that are interesting from a betting perspective? Maybe we give one or two more. Yeah, yeah. I have. We can re- jump to the NBA and we you guys can all be done with this ridiculousness that is our podcast tonight. That's fine. I, I haven't actually um, – I don't think these market prices have been updated in a while. Do you have um, yeah, I'm looking a screen in front right of you? Now. I'm looking at what, what's What's Tulane Houston right now? Tulane Houston two lane. is – uh, this is awkward. I can't find it. Is it off the board? It's like should be the first game listed. Oh, sorry, six and a half. Is it like tonight? No, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, six and a half. Yeah. See, um, I make that like a pick, and I don't know if there's a COVID-related thing or not. Hmm. Maybe there is. So, if you like the pick, that means that the plus six and a half is good value. That would that would mean that I. I'm basically leaving it to my business partner to determine, like, he's doing the trading for all the stuff and he's determining whether, like, COVID stuff is okay and whether it's bad or not. I'm not... COVID's not okay. It's a disease. No, it's it's, it's like the flu. It's like the flu. flu. It's the flu. You know, a lot of people think they have COVID. In reality, it's the flu. Rufus, COVID deaths, underreported or overreported? I'm going to go with reported correctly reported. I don't know. I'm going to go for, this is like, not my area of expertise. Yeah. It's interesting because we were having kind of a whole debate about this and then someone on Twitter that hopefully listens to this podcast said something about being an actuary and he had like the CDC death numbers, um, annually and it looks like we are trending this year to have about 300k more deaths than what would be the typical sort of like ballpark figure
1: i mean obvious
0: yeah obviously COVID is not the flu but no but i mean that would mean that like the numbers were directionally correct being correctly reported okay um i Um, liked you said auburn um i'm just looking down at stuff that we played Trying to find things. You like, I believe you liked Mississippi plus the twenty-four over Alabama. That sounds right. I think we did. That went back um, in the range. Oh, we liked Florida International minus four against Middle Tennessee. Nice, Middle Tennessee is everyone shits on them. No, no one thinks they're very good at football. I just don't think about them at all. Sorry, so yeah. sorry, Tennessee. Can we go to the NFL? That's Middle Tennessee. Like something that we marginally know something about. Yeah, like I actually watch NFL games. <laughs> watched and I watch every okay. Sunday. Um, we only have shockingly we only have one play this. Wait, week. it's week five, so you actually have bets now, or no? I, we've had bets. We've had bets since week three. I've been. I don't wow. know if you've been paying attention to this podcast, but I've actually said. We've had plays. I know. I I thought they might have been like just here. <laughs> they haven't. I didn't know if they were your model plays. They haven't been particularly good, but they've uh, been plays nonetheless. Uh, I either. them. Um, were they two games under 500 on Tony's show right now, which is a bummer. Uh, I had Carolina last week on Tony's show. Sorry, not Carolina. The, the Chargers last week. And I feel like that was a bummer to not cover that game. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Browns. yeah, yeah. That that was a bummer. Yeah, because I have winning for a lot of it. Yeah, get. Yeah, I have the Browns plus two. You have the Browns down. It's down, plus two. It's wait, down wait, to wait, plus one now, as far as I can tell. But we 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 like them at plus two, slightly was, earlier this week. That's moved wow. around a little bit. Didn't it Didn't it open like pick and then get bet towards? You must like you, must like you must like the Browns guy. too, because you don't love the Colts. No, I, I don't like anything there. I make it one point eight. Colts hmm. minus one point eight. So I, I, I got nothing. Well, I had value at plus two then. No, I I know not real value. It's directionally correct. Yeah, exactly. Directionally, directionally. At least you can laugh at yourself now. Um, what other what 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 other stuff? There's a bunch of stuff that's off right now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So my numbers were like mostly right around the market, except for the predictable ones. Um, can can you guess what those are? Um looking for who the Jets are playing. I mean, you don't even need to know who they're playing. Jets plus. You must like the Jets plus seven. Ding ding ding. Yeah, actually, it was up to seven and a half earlier today. We got some seven and a half. Good for you. We took seven I'm sure you early. Still like them at plus seven, well, right? We took seven when we thought it was Darnold. Now we take seven and a half when we know it's Flacco. With Flacco, I make it three and a half that's that's you want I'm to know why you respect. like that because he's an old quarterback an old white quarterback i don't even like him i mean my mom I I, you you like old well wh- no, no i still think be- he's a substantial downgrade from darnold oh, do you think he's a downgrade from arizona darnold. minus one and a half okay um wait, wait the jets the jets okay arizona east coast to west coast to east coast again Jets coming off of a Thursday game. They have the mini buy. Like, the, the situational stuff is in the Jets' favor here. We know how good Adam Gaze is off extra time to prep. Exactly. Okay, Such a, Jets, who his else? eye contact is tremendous. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. You got to like the Jags. Yeah, I already bet that one. Um, plus six? No, I bet it plus seven, minus 117. Ooh. You still like him at plus six though, right? I make it 4.3. So not really. Plus six and a half? Sure. Okay. Like, do, you, do, you, just, do you lean that way and you're looking for... I'll just buy, I'll just buy the point. That's the just, what I should do here, right? sounds like you're looking for an excuse to bet the Jags. I, I mean, I don't... You're, I, you're not fact... You have zero factoring in of this Bill O'Brien situation, I assume. Yeah, do you think it helps or hurts me? That's a question. I don't I Is don't it like the 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 I don't you know like the it, father theory, right? Like No, I like I think kid, it's you know, I think like it's like I think it's like I think it's, go off after they have a kid. I think it's complete noise. Okay. Um you like the Washington football team? No. Huh. Interesting. Well, you do yeah, like I the do. Washington football team. They're your team. Yeah, they're, they've decided to move away. Actually, I lean the other way. Um, I make that game nine nine 9.6. But, yeah, they how decided about the, how to move about away the, how, from Dwayne Haskins, which doesn't make any sense to me. But how about given... the Dolphins, the Giants, and or the Vikings? Dolphins, I make it 9. So, no. 9, assuming that Bethard starts. I'm guessing Mullins is basically the same. Um Niners, who else? Giants, Giants. I make it eight point seven. Vikings, Vikings, six and a half. So I'm like, like right around at least what the market was earlier today on all these games. That's 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 what it is. Yeah. So
1: the do one, you have anything the, else? The, the Raiders I like is
0: off the board right now. Broncos? No, Saints. Best team in football, according to Massey Peabody. Saints are minus eight right now. they're it's not uh, off the board. OK. I was. I mean, because the game might be moved to Indianapolis due to Hurricane Delta. This is not COVID. this is weather. They do know the Superdome is indoors, right? Yeah, it's a good point. You should tell them. They might not have realized <laughs> that. It's just like when you like, put weather on your model and you're like, "Oh wait, that game's indoors." Have you ever looked at barometric pressure and the impact of that in domed stadiums in, in Major League Baseball? Just asking. I mean, I'm just wondering if our baseball model knows that all these games are being played in, in different stadiums. Just kidding, Renz. Just kidding. Ooh, another name drop. Nobody knows who Renz is, but Renz yeah, is the best. Does he listen? I think he does, yeah. Every once in a while he Renz tells me awesome. like, how happy he is that I've talked about his baseball stuff. And now we're actually giving him attribution for the great work he's done out of Austria. Australia. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are those different? Or the same? <laughs> that was a joke, Rufy. Just trying to see if you were catching it. Do you have anything else in the NFL? Um, uh, I don't think I have anything else there, now. What do you uh, make the Falcons? Uh, uh, you know, the Falcons might be a play. If it, I mean, I, I make it 3.6. Falcons minus 3.6. It's a play then, right? No, what's it? Minus two, minus one, minus one, minus I mean, one, minus one, fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's not minus one. That's because the the you know one isn't worth very much. Like,
1: right. What what if you play at those? the money
0: line at mon- minus one twenty five? I mean, I'd have to look. What that's, but yeah, I don't know.
1: We haven't put Love it yet. when you
0: just can't string a co- coherent sentence together, and all it is is just words. I'm just literally looking at a spreadsheet, man. It looks like you're reading a Scrabble board or something. Yeah, um, or sorry, a words with friend board. As as, as you teams. know, I haven't, I haven't, um, I'm not spending as much time on football this year as in normal years. Because you're just making hand over fist. All right, let's do one last thing: a too early preview of the Masters. Well, Jordan Spieth says Bryson DeChambeau. Well, it's his tournament to lose. Really? Yeah. Interesting. On uh, on the, I forget the, what's the name of the podcast. Subpar, right? So is he is he broken golf, Bryson DeChambeau? No, it's just that the Masters is like Augusta National is a perfect fit for him. Like, yeah, he's he can just pl- bomb it long, and there's uh, so many holes, there's absolutely no penalty for being inaccurate. He's, he's plus he's 835. No, I, I'm not saying that's actually a good bet, for the record. I'm just saying Jordan Speed thinks it is, but... Wait, so are there... A, there's, like, a bunch of big names that aren't playing in the Masters, huh? Wait, really? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong lines. I'm an idiot. You're looking okay. at the... Is it? I was looking at the shriners. Yeah, Deschambault is actually formerly the Justin Timberlake shriners. Plus one one five is what DeChambeau is. Should we just? Can we just bet Rom at plus twelve hundred right now and be done with it? No, I don't think. I mean, let's see what he does between now and then. I Um, mean, I I'm going to do that. The thing is, I'll be honest. Like Rom, Rom gains a lot because he's long and straight off the tee, and being straight off the tee at Augusta National is not important. So a lot of what he does well goes to waste. That's all. I mean, Rom is a complete player, though. And in my opinion, the best player in the world. I know you think so. But did you, did you watch any of the golf last weekend? No. I didn't even know there was golf. I needed uh, a – I tried after- Did Did you hear about Sergio putting? Like I tried his putting style. Like I played with my brother – um, a few days ago. Actually it was yesterday. Um didn't work out too well for me. Sergio Padding style I after after the whole um I love you don't US know. US open what I'm talking fiasco. About. The, after the US open fiasco, I I had to take a break from golf. Golf had been too much for me. What happened like, at the US Open? I was in like this incredible position going into day three. I think I'd had I had like four of the top five and then it all just fell apart from there so read peters i'm just thinking of the guys i mean i had this like, i had many of the same guys that you had obviously because we know that i just blindly bet what you said i think i took reed after day two after day one where he was like in reasonable position and then he was in the lead going into game day two. So I felt really good about that. Cause I know one of your, like I reverse engineer your model and generally like good players that are near the top, especially ones that you had high expectations for going in. If they are near the top of the leaderboard after day one, two or three, you probably see value on them. I mean, so what you're saying is guys that I liked before the tournament, I probably like during the tournament. I, I think you, you also generally find value in players that are in more often more so in leadership positions as long as they're not the big marquee names. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I which it, makes it, me it, think it, that it, people tend to overestimate the big marquee names in those situations and uh, underestimate less well known names. But okay, we're also talking about. Uh, uh, A market that's not a two-way market, and so I don't think that's true in the matchups at all. I think it's like the fact that books are protecting. I mean, I don't even. I know literally don't even pay attention to the markets because, like, the markets are always off from whatever you bet them on because you control the worldwide golf market. (laughs) That's not true. You pretty much do, Ripus. Cause you control the market at a certain sports book and that certain that's, well, sports That book is, is also not true by the way. That's a, that's, that's somehow a rumor on Twitter, but that's also not true. And that the worldwide market literally just copies that sports book. So we'll just leave it at that. We won't speak in, you no, know, I mean, all I'm saying, I mean, yes, I bet into a big market or the, the biggest market, but that doesn't mean that I'm like anyways. Yeah um okay no too early masters talk we will talk about the masters every week just because it's exciting that it's coming up in november um all right well i think that's good for now we didn't give out very do many I, picks because we don't have our minute picks do i need we to give have a some, name to root for for the so this is going to come out after probably or for most most people will be listening to this podcast after the shriners has started right uh, yeah yeah so who's who's your pick so just say it. so i have to give a pick here hold on yeah i'm looking and seeing i'm pulling up a sheet to sort of see guys i liked i'm gonna different. bet whoever it is blindly yeah but okay it's so yeah i'm not even going there i'm gonna it's be back like, on the golf horse. it's so like the guys i i find that like the the outright prices are so different from book to book that's the thing um. Okay, uh, I'll quote. Um. Okay, DraftKings, you can get Brian Harmon eighty to one. That's a good bet. Brian Harmon. You what? Let us see if you can guess what and he Scott, is. Scott Piercy You can get at DraftKings one hundred and seventy five to one. Good bet, and that's a good bet. But,
1: uh Harmon. Those,
0: those, by the way, those are like those are both fifteen percent edges. Like so. Like, don't bet Harmon at 65 to 1. That's not a good bet. Harmon is 55 to 1 at Where? Chris. At Chris. Well, and he's probably, like, 50 to 1 at FanDuel, and, like, I'm just pulling up – I just pulled up DraftKings thing. That's all. All right. I, well, I have a bot I, – I, I scrape DraftKings, so I can have – I have that in front of me. I don't have a thing scraping Chris outright numbers. Okay. Well, I'm guessing there's zero value at Chris because they're – I don't, I don't want to have people piece together the points of this podcast that I was trying to be esoteric about, but it is like the time I kept saying our mystery guest's first name. So whatever. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, all right guys thanks for joining us We'll see you guys all next week where hopefully we'll have a guest again and you won't be uh, stuck listening to it yeah, thanks for the is it seems like they do running off a